0: It's summertime, so imagine for a moment with me that you're on vacation right now. You're at the beach. If you're in my family, we like Ocean City, but I know Bethany is a crowd favorite, so you can imagine it's Bethany. But you're at the beach, enjoying life, living on beach time. You don't have to wear a watch. You don't have to set an alarm. You just get to take it easy. The biggest decision each day is just where to go to eat. And so you're well into your vacation routine, number of days into this beach vacation, and then One morning you wake up and maybe you're getting your trunks on, ready to go down to the sand, the ocean, or in the morning, I know my family, we love breakfast at the beach, and so we're, the siblings, the six of us, usually debating, we are going to get fractured prune donuts, or are we going to get bayside skillet omelets, or what are we going to get for breakfast? And then this morning, maybe it hits you, wait a second, it's Sunday, it's Sunday, and Mass at St. Luke's is just about to start, so hold on we got to put our plans on hold, right? we got to stop doing what we want to do, and we have to now do what God asks us to do. Maybe you can relate to that. Maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. But growing up, I know I felt this, uh, thought this many a Sunday morning at the beach. I suspect I'm not alone in that. But this sense, this sense that God stifles my pr- freedom, right? This sense that God, he, he's interrupting my plans and I gotta do what he wants me to do here and there and then, and then I'll get back to doing what I really wanna do. This sense that God stifles my freedom. But that's not right, is it? It's not right. After all, we just heard in that second reading that Christ set us free. For freedom's sake, he set us free. God wants our freedom. The Bible is overwhelmingly positive about that message. God wants our freedom not to stifle it. That was our second reading today from St. Paul, but in fact, all three readings in some way or another teach us about true freedom today. Not freedom as the world understands it, as we tend to default understand freedom, just getting licensed to do whatever I want to do, but freedom as God offers needs to Elijah and Elisha. I'm going to pronounce it Elisha just because it's a little bit easier to, uh, To distinguish between the two. But God says to Elijah, the prophet, he says, I have chosen Elisha. Elisha is to be the next prophet after you. And so, Elijah, go and tell him. Go anoint him. Go tell him that that's the case. And so, Elijah does just that. He goes over to Elisha, and he throws his cloak over him. It's a symbol of claiming him as his own, as his apprentice. But notice that Elijah does not ask him. He does not ask him first, Elisha. He just does it. He does it because God had said this is to be so. This is God's plan. He doesn't need to ask Elisha first. God has chosen him. And Elisha obediently follows. Elisha is free to obey God's will, God's plan. That is true freedom. So that's our first piece of evidence there. Elisha is free, free to obey God's will. And it's a similar message, in the gospel reading for this weekend, Jesus, I wish to follow you. Three people are said that or told that by the Lord. Jesus, I wish to follow you. Another way that they could have said is, Jesus, I, I want to be free to follow you. How, how do I do that? Or I want to be like Elisha. How do I be free to follow you, Jesus? And so Jesus responds. He says, okay, if you want to follow me, if you want to follow God, if you want to be free, here's what you do. Put your preferences to the side. Set your job to the side. Set your desire for comfort to the side. Even set your family to the side. Because all that must come second, or third, or fourth, or fifth. Only God himself and his plans can be first. That is true freedom. If we want to be free to follow God's will, then we need to get rid of any attachments in this life and set our hearts on God alone. That is God's true freedom offered to you and me. And lastly, we arrive at St. Paul. Back to this, this is our second reading for today. And he says again, brothers and sisters, Christ set us free. For freedom, Christ set us free. You were called to freedom, he says. So don't be slaves to your own desires. Don't be slaves. Don't put on that yoke of your own plans and ambitions and, and desire for things. Now, things are good in themselves. Things like family, things like jobs, things like vacations, but insofar as things keep us from doing what God wants for us, they are not good. Elisha, he was not attached to his life. And he had a very good life. We're told that by the number of yoke of oxen. Twelve oxen. He was living a good life. Had a great livelihood going for him. But he was not attached to that. He walked away from his plans, his life, so that he could follow God's plan. Always the better plan. So on this Sunday, what do you and I need to walk away from so that we too can be free, so that we too can follow God, better follow Jesus Christ? Maybe it's a job that you've been offered but that has been bothering your conscience. Maybe it's a relationship that's not healthy, not right. Maybe it's simply stepping away while you're on a cozy beach vacation to make time for Sunday Mass. God desires our freedom, but true freedom. And Christ has indeed set us free. This is a fact. 2,000 years ago, by his cross and resurrection, Christ has set us free. But the question still remains, have you and I, have we found that freedom in Christ?